Welcome to the Startup Smarter Podcast, the best audio show for people who are ready to turn their big ideas into big income. Each week, we explore effective business strategies, guest interviews, and success stories that will help transform the hard grind of starting a business into a smarter and more scalable experience. Here's your host, Joe Johnson. Welcome back to the Startup Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Johnson. And on today's podcast, we're going to be speaking with my friend Sheridan Cahoon from the travel blog and e-commerce brand, Outside Vibes. But first, it's time for listener shout outs, where each week we'll select a random review to be read on the show. Then we'll take those names and enter them into a drawing to win a special prize. That being said, this week's shout out goes out to Matt Four, who writes, great podcast. His advice has changed my business and has me thinking differently in how I grow my business. Matt, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And it means a lot that you took the time to leave the feedback for the show. And just like that, you've been entered into the drawing to receive the special prize at the end of the month. Now, if you would like me to read what you write on the air, go ahead and head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave your review. That's all you have to do. All right, now on to the episode. Recently, I've been thinking about the flexibility that comes with starting your own business. Think about it. When you're your own boss, you can work whenever and wherever you want. So essentially, that means if you wanted to spend three months overseas building your online business, you could serve your clients and customers without them being the wiser. All you would need is a dependable internet connection. And thankfully for me, this type of destination lifestyle along with your business already exists. And there's a thriving community of people that have left their nine to five office jobs in search of coupling both their work and an awesome location. And this lifestyle is called being a digital nomad. Now, back in 2009, I actually spent a year working as a teacher in South Korea, and I had an amazing time learning the language, taking in the culture, art and cuisine, all while enjoying my time overseas. However, I wanted to learn how I can take it a step further and work for myself and have that ability to travel wherever I wanted, but I couldn't quite pull it off. Now, it's this thought that inspired me to invite Sheridan onto the show. Now, Sheridan is a digital nomad. He started traveling back in 2013, and he ended up in Bangkok, Thailand, and he was there for about six months, and he loved the experience so much that he was inspired to figure out this exact issue of how can I keep traveling while bringing in dependable income with my business. Sheridan came up with this idea of starting an e-commerce brand while he was overseas, and not just any e-commerce brand, but a brand that would inspire other would-be travelers and digital nomads to take the leap and live this vacation-rich lifestyle. Now, in this conversation, you're going to hear about why he chose e-commerce over all the other types of businesses he could have started, along with the highs and the lows that came with it. Stay tuned because you're going to want to hear the full story. All right, I hope you enjoy my episode with Sheridan from Outside Vibes. Let's get into it. Sheridan. Welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the the Startup Smarter podcast. It's going to be fun. Awesome. So give us the background on Outside Vibes. Tell us how OutsideVibes.com came to be. Yeah, the story of Outside Vibes, it started way back in 2013 during my 
first time ever leaving the country. It was my first travel, first time leaving home. I went to Southeast Asia with a buddy for six months. And ever since that adventure, when I came back home, I had in my mind that travel, I just, I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun and I wanted to find some way that I could create a business or have a career that would allow me to have this location independent lifestyle. And I was dreaming about ideas and stuff, you know, like having a brand is something I thought about for a long time since I was a kid. And, you know, Outside Vibes is just, you know, something that stuck with me when I was traveling and just kind of a name I had. And I went from there and just built it up. I'm curious, why did you decide to enter into the physical product space? You know, ever since I was a young kid, I can remember in middle school thinking up like special brands. Like I had a snowboarding company I thought about and a skateboarding one. So it's always been in my head to, you know, have some sort of product out there. Like I want to design something and have people wear my design, you know, show off my logo and brand. You know, I want to make something meaningful and positive that people can resonate with. And so that just kind of became a gradual step from me being just a travel blogger, you know, to, hey, I'm doing this writing stuff, but I have this really nice brand name and it's something that I'm passionate about. And it's something I would rather turn into, you know, products and share with the world instead of just, you know, my stories and writing. I want I wanted something out there that people would love and like love the look of it and just kind of enjoy, you know, when you see like my logo, like, oh yeah, that means a good adventure. I had a great time kind of thing. Okay. And how did you design outside vibes to be different from all the other competitors in the outdoor gear space? Yeah, how it's different. Um, I think besides putting my own twist on it and the fact of, you know, I'm a traveler, I'm actually trying to make a new industry, like a new niche, because, you know, you have travel brands, you have outdoor brands, you have snowboarding brands. I want to create something like an adventure brand. That's what I'm trying to create is an adventure brand. You know, for me, it's not what you like to do as a hobby. I don't want outside vibes to mean hiking. I want it to mean, you know, you getting out and trying those things, you enjoying life, you know, you having good memories and experiences. I want you to have an adventure. So whether you like rock climbing, you like traveling, you like reading books on a beach, when you think of outside vibes, I want you to think of those good memories, like things that you enjoy. Okay. So let's discuss the validation process a little bit, because as I check out your site now, I'm seeing things like beanies, shirts, and <laughs> mugs. How did you know exactly what to create and launch first? I want to get into t-shirts, sweatshirts, all that stuff, you know, all the good things. But my first product was the outside vibes camper coffee mug. I only launched that because I was hiking in my local national park and I saw this really sweet coffee mug in their gift shop and it just looked fantastic. So I wrote down the brand and as soon as I got home, I looked up the company that made them and um, they're local in the Midwest where I'm from and I really like their values and what they did. And for me, it was like something easy to get into is this product is really beautiful. You know, I can put my logo on it and um, coffee is a huge thing and outdoors are a huge thing. Camping is a huge thing. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this will go well with the people I know around here for my intro. You know, when you're starting a business, normally you have your friends and family or kind of your first customers. So I figured, yeah, this would go well over with my area. And it's something that I thought looked really cool and does look really cool. So that's how I got into my first product. Okay. And can you walk us through what the process looks like for getting your products designed and created? Yeah, right now for my design process is 100% all me. Um, I did a little bit of graphic design for university before I switched majors, but I've designed everything myself. Uh, I do all the creative work. I come up with all the logos. I come up with all the looks and business cards, everything like that is me. I do it all in Illustrator. 
and it is something I enjoy doing. It's one of my passions, but I have noticed my limitations over these last, I'd say nine months designing product is I know what I can do and I know what I can't do. And I do have a lot of really great ideas that are too complex for me. Like I can't draw, but I can't, I can't draw at all, but I can draw a line on a computer or you know, trace something like that. But I have a lot of really great ideas that are, you know, intricate and I am eventually going to have to um, hire an artist or get a creative team to join me on this journey to make, you know, some really good looks and stuff. Okay. And so for the design stuff, when you're not doing it yourself, have you ever considered like outsourcing it to um, Fiverr or 99designs? I've thought about it a little, but I wasn't quite to the point yet to outsource it because everything that I've made so far has been to my capabilities. I, I've looked at Fiverr and stuff, but I'd kind of rather stick with somebody that I know locally or, you know, somebody I can connect with that will be there and knows the whole process and kind of can make a bond with. Because I've heard a few good and bad things about having Fiverr or 99designs where you get a good artist or whatever, and then either they're too busy to do your next one or you have to find somebody else on your next one. It just kind of might create kind of too much confusion, I think. And let's talk about manufacturing. What does that look like? Are you doing like print on demand or do you have inventory? What does that look like? Um, right now, the only physical product I have are my Outside Vibes camper coffee mugs. And I am doing print on demand for the rest of my stuff, for my beanies, my sweatshirts, t-shirts, all that. It's been, you know, something I struggled with internally for a really long time because I have been traveling while building this brand. For me, it's a toss up between do you put your budget in your inventory or would you put your budget in my travels and my blogging? And just being away from the business too, it was really hard for me to try and have real inventory. I found out the hard way with having these mugs as inventory, how difficult it is to deal with that when you're not around the product. So I've just progressed to, okay, if I'm going to be traveling to continue that side, I'm going to do print on demand, it'll be easier for me, it'll be smarter for my business wise. And eventually, when I can get enough, you know, income coming from it, I would love to switch to having my own inventory. Because I think another thing is if you find a really good manufacturer and get a really good bond with somebody to get a perfect product out, you know, that's something that's really nice too. So how did you find the people that are currently doing your manufacturing? Was it a Google search? Or were you referred to them? Yeah, that was just through Google and a few trial and errors. You know, even if you're gone doing print on demand, you still need to be around to check your products. You know, you can't just slap a design on a t-shirt and put it on the internet because you need to find a good sample t-shirt. You need to find a nice fabric. You need to make sure they print a good logo to it, you know. So I just found it mostly through trial and error and a lot of searching on Google and Reddit to see which one's the best, I guess. Take us back to the very beginning. How did you know exactly how many of your physical products you needed to make before you first launched? Like, did you build up a list? Did you do pre-orders or did you just do a, like a round number? What did that look like? Um, how I decided I wanted them all. I wanted, I had three different styles and like 16 different colors that I wanted to do because like, oh, this one will be cool. It's bigger than this one. This will be good in the office. This will be good on the road. But I had to take a step back and think, you know, financially, how would it make sense? And also it is a new product and trying to get it out there while being away too. So I took a step back and I kind of cut what I wanted to do in half. So I took it down to one design, but with four colors, you know, one design that like meant really good things to me, you know, the camper mug, it's your standard outdoor thing. And so that's how I decided to do it. Just kind of look at what amount can I honestly do as a new brand, as a first product launch. You don't want to overbuy and then be stuck with a whole bunch of inventory that you're just trying to push for a year down the road. And on that topic of trying to move inventory, 
how did you set your prices so that way you knew it would sell? Pricing for the product, um, I'm a little too generous, I guess, on it, where I am not charging as much as I should. I did take a little bit of a hit right away because during my first launch, I did an intro thing, you know, like a friends and family discount, which wasn't, you know, like an average price where I wasn't really making anything off it. And then I got hit hard on the shipping costs because turns out ceramic coffee mugs are pretty heavy and not cheap to ship. So I found that with the hard way with trial and error. So it was another one of those things where you, you got to look at the amount of money you're putting in for boxing and packaging and, you know, time and shipping to get a cost down, you know, to get a baseline cost to figure out, okay, how much are you going to charge? And I don't like to overcharge because I, I know I'm pretty honest of a guy. So I'm, you know, only making a few dollars here and there off each sale. Now, I know that you do a lot of traveling around the world. Do you have a support team to help you with the workload? Uh, I wish. Right now, I don't. The only support team I have really is my family. Like, my mom and sister have been fantastic helping me ship things when I'm gone, you know, getting everything packaged and organized. But right now, no, it's just me, you know, um, solo. So it's it makes for a lot of long days and some missed opportunities when traveling. That's for sure. You know, a lot of extra stress. Instead of sitting on the beach where I'm at, I'm stuck in the apartment for 12 hours a day working longer than I should be. But that's something I definitely need to look into. The more that I grow, you know, the workload has become more and more and I need to ship some of that out too to somebody else. Man, like how do you do it? How do you personally strike a balance between this digital nomad lifestyle and building the Outside Vibes brand? Because I don't want people to think that you just sit around on a beach all day. You're out there networking, doing sponsored hiking events, doing photography. You're a busy guy. <laughs> so what's your secret? Yeah, um, the secret is just staying active with people. You got to keep in touch with people you meet on the street, people you meet in the little community you're in, whatever city you're in. Facebook groups, stuff like that. You're, it's Yeah, it's not just all sitting on your computer. You're actively reaching out to um, tour companies, hotels, brands, and stuff to get, you know, your name out there to see if there's any opportunities you can do to do photography for people. You know, you got to network. My um, my ex-girlfriend, she was really good at doing that. She she was really good at getting out there and putting her in. She's a digital nomad also, I should say. Um, her stuff is simplest of adventures. She's really good at, like, you know, getting out to the hangouts and meetups and like meeting people and organizing and everything to get sponsored things and get paid programs, you know, because that's how you get stuff. Like I wouldn't have found a paid photography gig in Bali if we didn't go out and she didn't go out and like talk to a yoga retreat that she was working for, you know, so it's all about networking. All right. So let's say I'm traveling and I'm thinking about starting up my own product based business. So in terms of a minimum investment, how much money would you recommend that a person has before they started? If you're traveling, it'd be a lot more than if you're, you know, staying in one place, you wouldn't need as much upfront income. But for traveling, you would need a bit more because not only are you trying to support your lifestyle traveling, because you got to keep doing that, but also you need to support starting up your business. I would say even if you are doing just drop shipping and not having inventory on your own, you still need to have a good fun to set up because like I said you need to get those test samples still which aren't cheap and if you're traveling you need to send them somewhere I mean to yourself or to your family so you know every sweatshirt you make every t-shirt you make every little piece of inventory you get you need to test it out and that could take you know you might have to try three or four companies to get it so I would say at least a few thousand dollars alone just for a drop shipping company to make sure you get 
good product out there instead of just slapping your brand on some random t-shirt and not seeing what it looks like at the end of the day. That makes sense. Okay. That's fair. So what are some of the challenges that you faced when you first started up or was it all just smooth sailing? No (laughs) issues whatsoever. Oh, everything is smooth sailing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The hardest challenge, I guess, would be, you know, launching a physical product or deciding if I want to do drop shipping or physical products while um, trying to be a travel blogger and trying to be a photographer and stuff like that, because it's it's really hard to divvy up your time on certain things. And if you're trying to do these multiple streams to make revenue, you really stretch yourself thin. So I think I I overworried a lot about if I was going to have physical product or not for my brand. I knew I wanted some sort of product, but I spent hours upon hours looking at you know, different companies that could print for me and give me um, storage and real physical product or different companies that would do online and drop shipping. And it just, it was a big stress because I wasn't in one place long enough to spend a full week, you know, looking at it or to be there long enough where I could chat with somebody and get a test sample or, you know, see what their product's like. So that was just a really hard thing for me when I first started up. That's for sure. All right. And let's talk about the marketing side of your business. What are some of the challenges you've had while trying to market your business when you first launched? Um, For marketing, you know, it's, it's getting your name out there is the hard part. Everything now is, you know, you got to pay for advertising space if you want your stuff seen or you got to have, you know, you're really relying on other people to get your name out there. There's only so much where you can push yourself out there yourself. You either have to, you know, pay for your ads or get a lot of people to share and like your stuff and support you that way. You know, that's, you know, the hardest part is just spreading the word, I guess. Okay. And let's flip that question around. What's been the most effective methods for getting the word out about your brand? Um, the most effective actually has been through SEO, through my writing and through um, my travel blog itself. You know, that's what's been driving a lot of content. You know, not only is my brand part of my blog website, but that's the one steady thing where I've had a lot of traffic before making product was through SEO. Um, you know, it's a very natural way to get people there. Another one has been Instagram stories have been huge for me. A lot of sharing. There's been a lot of sharing and a lot of good feedback through my Instagram stories. Facebook has been the most difficult, I think, about getting your name and your product out there. Like I said before, Facebook hasn't been the best unless you do want to spend that extra money on advertising. I think Facebook would be really great if you do have a set budget for monthly advertising to push your product and push good things, which I'm going to eventually get into because that's a great way to expand yourself, I believe. Okay, let's go back. I want to dig in more about the SEO part of your business. So give me like the 60 second overview of like, what does it look like to you when you first wake up in the morning, and you say, hey, at the end of this buyer journey, I want them to buy a mug, let's say. So how do you develop the content to make sure that can push your business forward through your marketing? Ooh, that is a tough one. Um, I've done a few different avenues, like I said, with it. I do have a dedicated page on my website with SEO for, you know, having great keywords for camper mugs, coffee mugs, custom mugs. And I've set up actually more than just, you know, there's a storefront for it. But for the mugs, I've actually set up a full kind of preview of them where it it's a nice visual like slideshow where it shows you you know the nice mug with good photo shots and a description of like 
what it means and what the color means and stuff like that. That's kind of the way I've been pushing is to make a lot of different ways. You're not just seeing a picture of a mug. You're seeing kind of like a full experience of this. Gotcha. And do you use any other tools like Google Keyword Finder or like Keywords Everywhere to start putting into your content to drive the SEO? I've used uh, Keyword Search, just different random ones. But mostly for my SEO, it's been, you know, kind of my own experience, what I what I think would work well and what wouldn't. You know, not just generic terms. I kind of get something where my stories have resonated and, you know, my own keywords. That is something I've been looking more into as I've been getting more in-depth with my analytics and stuff is actually checking like trending keywords and stuff like that. You know, it's not something I have really done a whole lot, but it is something I'm getting into now because that will help. I mean, mine's been doing really well on its own, but actually getting a trending keyword or something that's really hot is going to help a lot too. Smart, really smart. Okay. So could you give us a peek down into your product pipeline? What else do you have cooking for your store? Down in my store? Yeah, I got a lot of things on my mind that I'm working on. You know, right now I'm actually working on a new design and I'm hoping to get some sweatshirts and tank tops and a lot of other products like that out. More clothing options is what I'm working on right now. I'm at home for the next few months, you know, hanging out with my family and taking a breather so I can catch up on all this work stuff. So it's a good time for me to design products and get, you know, new test samples out and find some great things. That makes sense. So let's go back and talk more about some tactics because I'm a huge numbers guy. I love data. I'm a big data nerd. So when it comes to like tracking your audience and figuring out your demographics, uh, what tools are you using right now? Uh, Right now I'm just... Through like my demographics, I'm tracking mostly through social media. That's something I've started doing, I don't know, about six or so months ago as I've been really getting big into looking at my demographics and my, you know, views and features or my views and like reach and stuff with Instagram and Facebook. So I use their normal tools Um, for my website and SEO. I just use kind of like my Jetpack and I check my cPanel. So I go to... I just check my traffic through that. It's something I need to get more into because right now for my website traffic, I do check like uh, which Google search comes up more and like what countries are using it. But I need to get a little more in depth with that. You personally, what's something that you've been grateful for that has been a direct result of running your own business? That I'm grateful for is seeing my product out there and getting compliments for, you know, people saying like, I really enjoy what your mug, you know, like a lot of my coffee mugs have been out longer than my t-shirts and stuff. So just getting those good compliments saying, Hey, I use your mug every day. It's the best coffee mug I've had. Or, you know, just somebody saying, Oh, I really like the look of that. That's fantastic. Like that's something I enjoy. Just, it doesn't happen. You know, like nobody gives great, nobody gives feedback that often, but getting that good feedback, it just, it just makes me happy. All right. And what else are you working on right now that you're really excited about? Oh, what I'm working on? Um, I'm pretty excited. I've revamped my storefront and that's what I'm working on right now. So Outside Vibes is my personal baby company, something that I love to death and I love the logo of it. But I'm expanding that into kind of a company called The Adventure or ADVNTR is my new brand too. So I'm actually working on two brands. Uh, I'm launching Adventure Products itself. I'm gonna have Adventure t-shirts and stuff. And I'm working with a local coffee company. One of my buddies here, he uh, runs Mighty Missouri Coffee. They're local in the Midwest. You can find them anywhere in the Midwest if you're around. Him and I are teaming up and we're creating the Adventure Brew. We're gonna launch my own signature flavor of coffee based off my travels and you know it's gonna be featured around like my story of traveling 
And it's something I'm really stoked about is, you know, having him reach out to me and say, hey, I like that you travel, like what you've been doing. I like what you're putting out there. Let's create something together and make this great product that involves traveling and having a good time and living life. So that's something I'm really happy for. And it's going to be coming out shortly. That's pretty impressive. And I'll be sure to go ahead and add those links onto the show notes over at startupsmarter.net. So we're nearing the end of the podcast. And one thing we like to ask all of our guests when they come on the show is if you had to start over from the very beginning, from day one, what would be your number one smart tip for launching a successful business? Ooh, for launching a business, I would say um, my number one thing, if you want to have a successful business, whatever it is you're trying to do or launch, Make sure as soon as you start that, you treat that project as a business. You know, don't treat it as your personal thing or just something that you're dreaming of. You need to treat it as a business, which is something I did not do right away with Outside Vibes. I spent quite a while treating Outside Vibes as just my personal blog or my personal this or that or my little thing and not as a business. And as soon as I started treating Outside Vibes as a business, you know, your mindset changes, your focus changes and everything that you put your time and effort into. I was working really hard before that, but I was working hard on the wrong aspects. So as soon as you start treating it as a business, you start putting your time and energy into the correct things to like, okay, what's going to help me succeed? What's going to make my business grow? Great, great insight. Again, Sheridan, thanks so much for taking the time and jumping on the show to share what you know. Where can people go to learn more about what you're up to? Yeah, if you want to learn more about me, um, you can go to OutsideVibes.com. If you want to look at more of my products, I have a separate storefront for that. It's called TheAdventure, A-D-V-N-T-R.com. Or you can check me out mostly on Instagram. I'm huge on there. I do a lot of stories and stuff every day, especially when I get back to traveling. All right, and I'll be sure to add all these links over at our website at StartupSmarter.net forward slash podcast. Again, Sheridan, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Joe. It's been awesome. I hope you enjoyed my episode with Sheridan from OutsideVibes.com. Now, some of my biggest takeaways from this episode was how he went about launching his first product. There was a moment that we talked about where he knew he was getting ahead of himself. And a really smart tactic that he used was he took the time to think about what things people are currently using and how often they use them. And then with that information, he landed on what would be his first product. Really smart stuff. The second thing that I took away from this episode was I loved how he talked about the power of networking. Now, networking, unlike what most people think, doesn't have to be scary. There's a lot of people out there on their own journey that may need help in a specific area that you're an expert in. All you need to do is just start the conversation. And it could be as simple as saying, hey, my name's Joe. I'm glad I had a chance to meet you. What is it that you're working on? And let them tell you what's going on. People love to share things about what they're working on. And as they're talking to you, you might hear something that you might be able to help them with. And just like that, by taking the time to hear what they're going through, you'll have a chance to land your next big client. So networking is always key. Always be networking out there, guys. And lastly, what I really enjoyed was the bits about Instagram stories and SEO being really big drivers for him when it comes to online traffic for his e-commerce store. Now, we didn't really have a chance to dive into the specifics, but if you're listening to the show and you also have an e-com store that needs more traffic, maybe Instagram stories and SEO 
is a good place for you to start. And also, Sheridan has some great tools over on his website, and you can check all those links by heading over to startupsmarter.net forward slash podcast and looking for episode 11. Before you leave, I wanted to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review for the Startup Smarter podcast. Let us know how we're doing, how are we serving you, and how can we be better? I love reading your feedback in reviews because it helps make the show better for everyone. And lastly, don't forget that this is the last week for the Startup Smarter contest. We're giving away a bundle of goodies, and if you want to learn more about how you can increase your chances of winning that bundle, it's about $200 retail price. You can go ahead and have a chance to win that. Head over to startupsmarter.net forward slash contest to get all the details. All right, my friends, that wraps up episode number 11 from the Startup Smarter Podcast. This is Joe Johnson signing off, and I'll see you in the next episode.